idolatry, African traditional religion. They were into totemism, worshipping totems, animals, images, all of that. And then, this young man said, I will look for a Methodist church. And the nearest Methodist church was in Sechere, which is many miles away. And he would walk on Saturday nights, Saturday evening, to the Sechere. And then, on Sunday, he would attend church. And then he would, after church, come back. I'm talking of 15 to 20, 30 miles walk. And then he walked through, and not on a road, but in the bush, bush path, all the way. And there were parts of the road that they had to climb a rope to cross a river. So, because they didn't have bridge, so they made ropes. You know, our people were very far, they had their own technology. And they narrated this Oseyao story. And how he brought Methodism to the place. And he was very defiant because he, 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 the, 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 the chiefs were open. But the fetish priest told the chief, if you bring this faith here, our, our village will be destroyed. He threatened the chief and the chief said, no, whether it will be destroyed or not. I've, I've heard that people who at least go to this church and do open school they also get development. So we too, we want some. So whatever it will take, if whether our people will die, whatever will happen, let them come. And to cut the long story short, um, I'm also here. And I'm here because of the grace of God. Because if my grandmothers and fathers and uncles and all didn't hear Christ, I'll, be, I'll also be happy, you know, performing rituals and thinking that you are somebody and God will see her in you. you. By now you see me all black. I'll put some black things and put a white calico or something. Displaying. And everybody will think, oh, that's nice. Conjuring things. And you end up in hell. So we give God the praise when we talk about the grace of God. Me too. That is my 2P. Amen. But this morning, we are talking about Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. I'm talking about the present ministry of Jesus. The present ministry of Jesus. Let us pray. Lord, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart will be acceptable to you. Bless each one of us and let us not be hearers but doers in Jesus' name. Amen. Our Lord Jesus, in Luke chapter 10, 22, made a profound statement that one cannot know Jesus or cannot know God except who he reveals himself to. Hallelujah. So as we engage in the desire to understand the ministry of Jesus, it's just by grace. We are just asking, Lord, reveal... Yourself to me. In the way you want. Hallelujah. I pray that as he reveals himself to you and I. Our traditional perceptions. And perspectives. Of God. Will change. To conform. To that which is from God. Say amen. Many people come to church. Or go to church. 
but are not experiencing the life of the Jesus that they are supposed to visit in church. Hallelujah. The Jesus we read about in the Bible, even though the scripture says he's the same yesterday, today and forever, in Hebrews 13, 8, we also know that his earthly ministry is not the same as his present day ministry. Amen. Jesus, during his earthly ministry, significantly operated in Jewish realms. He rarely came across Gentiles, non-Jews. Geographically, he was located around Israel and maybe a little bit of Palestine today. The father he went was to Egypt when he was an infant. So I don't think he remembers when he went to Egypt. But the Jesus of today is a global and I might say a universal person. If you go to Mass, you will meet Jesus there. You go to any part of creation, you will experience the Jesus. You know, because Jesus was physically moving around people, remember that when he was going to resurrect Lazarus, the sister said that, Lord, if you had been here, it means that physically, Jesus was not there, even though he's God. Amen. If you had been here, he wasn't there physically. But today, Jesus' presence traverses geographical boundaries. Amen. And what that means is that in the time that we read about in the scriptures, people who walked with him, the disciples and others who saw him, saw a physical Jesus. They felt him, even after the resurrection, he told his disciples, including John, uh, 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 Thomas, feel my body. But today, we, we, you can't access Jesus that way. We access Jesus by the Spirit. Say Amen. Which means that Spirit connects to Spirit. And Jesus said, the scripture said, they that are in the flesh cannot comprehend Him. They cannot receive Him. If we think like human beings, if we want to see Jesus and two visions, people encounters people, but the fact that you have not encountered Jesus in your bedroom or in the chapel doesn't mean you will not experience Jesus or you have not experienced Jesus. Because Jesus said to the woman of Samaria that this hour men will worship him in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. And what it means also is that There is no physical limitation in the work of Jesus in our time. Amen. Now, in the Bible, we see Jesus manifesting as a person. So, he had clear physical identity. If his nose was pointed or nose was short or whatever, people could tell that that is the man. That is a young man from a childhood. When he got lost... 
the parents went to the, to the temple. They couldn't pick any other person's child, but they knew him. They picked him. Hallelujah. But today, as he is, for the want of a better word, replicated in different people, he is working among all men of all races. Last Wednesday, I was speaking to you about the drag, the drag net. And I said that the net and the ocean and the vastness of the ocean indicates that everybody, whosoever wills, may come. There is no discrimination in the great invitation. Hallelujah. Whether short or tall, whether your, lang- your tribe is known or unknown. When you, the song, the hymn writer, um, the one that wrote about Arise, O Morning Star, he talks about, Oh, heathen lands from afar. We all, all were heathen lands, including the Western nations. I read, I have, I have a book on, uh, uh, on the founding of the, the state of Germany or the history of the Germans. And when you read it, you can tell that they were as barbaric as Africans. They were, they were like giants. They were strange people to the other Europeans. They were not normal people. They were very strange people. And they were barbaric to, to a large extent. Likewise, the English. Idolatry was common. So, we all have been hidden lands before. Amen. Until Christ came on the scene, that in him, the scripture says, was light. And that light is the life of men. That life is the light of men. In him was life. That life is the development of men. This world has progressed through Christ, the light of the world. Amen. There are four key areas of the ministry of Jesus I want to hammer on this afternoon. You know, in our part of the world, when we hear the word ministry, we think of big men. We think of V8s. We think about monies. We think about bodyguards. We think about chits, ministry, permits. But in the biblical, spiritual realm of ministry, we think about service. Amen. We don't think about how to control, how to dictate. We, especially African societies, because of the, our understanding of chitancy, our, even the chitancy is ideally meant to serve or to lead, but many of our chitancy institutions have turned out to be a dominant kind of thing, and it has passed on to our political climate. So, for us, ministry means lordship. But the true meaning of ministry is service. Ministry of so-so and so ministry, all are to serve people. So, it's strange that when you go to the ministries, that's where you see a lot of people whose conduct, attitude, has, leaves a lot to be desired. You go and at the front of you see somebody on a WhatsApp. Ta, 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 or in a hospital. You see it. When they are talking to you, they are busy. When you, you ask them questions, they get irritated. Because they are, hey, I can't see you. Come and see. Can you, did you see Lewi last night? Oh, Lewi. Please, you know me. 
And the client is standing there waiting for them. And they are talking about Lewin. Because we don't understand service. The whole idea of ministry and in the church is similar. Even, unfortunately, even pastors. We get a lot of pastors getting involved, doing things or getting involved with unrelated ministry matters during ministry time. Hallelujah. May God help us. This day, as the Lord is teaching me and I'm also sharing with you, I see that if a man, a woman, wants to be active in the present day ministry of Jesus and to engage in partnership with Jesus, he must understand the key cabinet ministries of the kingdom. Hallelujah. You know in Ghana, the constitution requires a president to appoint 19 or so, not more than 19. He can have 12, he can have 10, but not more than 19, I'm told, cabinet ministers. There may be 30 ministers, 100 ministers, but actually, many of them are non-cabinet ministers. Now, in the kingdom, many areas matter, but if you really want to focus on touching the nerve, then these four ministries you can't rule out. Number one is the ministry of reconciliation. Number two is the ministry to the body. Number three is the ministry of intercession. And number four, the ministry of security and defense. We, our cabinet system is different. We don't follow the way the government of Ghana or any other nation follows. We, from the biblical perspective, if you look at it, the way Jesus or the kingdom of God is run through men, the spirit of God enters men and manifests Depending on the way they want to cooperate with the Lord, you can function. And the beautiful thing about these ministries is that it's not like the normal secular ministry where everybody says, I'll put in a finished university, I'll put in an application, and they won't take me. This ministry, your application is already there. It's only that maybe many of us have gone on our own. You went away without leave. If you are away on, without leave, return to the barracks. Amen. And if you are in training and you run away, Uncle Fred, they are at military academy shouting, Kojo come, oh, come. Kojo come, oh, come. When you run away from the camp, is that what that is? you go and jump around, they go to the borders and they'll be screaming your name until whatever time they are, they, 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 after a period, then they close up on you. And if you are ever found in any of the borders of Ghana, straight to that room. They don't deal your matter. And unfortunately, many of us, we are enrolled in the ministry, but we are not active. We are on our own. In the middle of the training, we have abandoned the camp. We have abandoned the ministry. But today, God is calling you to be in the ministry of Jesus because Jesus alone can reach the world. And he is depending on you to be that clerk, to be the chief clerk or the 
administrator or the channel to serve men, to serve God, and to bless humanity. Don't say, oh, I don't know what to do. I've been in the church for a year. I've been... You, are, you know it because you have the Holy Ghost. You have encountered the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, from verse 18, the scripture talks about the ministry of reconciliation. God has given us the ministry. First and foremost, He Himself has reconciled you and I. That's our application. To be a staff, a member of the ministry of reconciliation, just because Jesus reconciled you to God, you are already an employee of the ministry of reconciliation. Amen. The ministry of reconciliation is in two folds. The first fold is to reconcile the world to God. That is our assignment. We serve Jesus, or serve, Jesus uses us to reconcile the world to Himself. The second aspect of the ministry of reconciliation that we find is that reconcile yourselves one to the other. So, if you are in the ministry of reconciliation, tell me, why is it that when somebody tells you something about the sister and the brother, you say, hmm, hmm. Me, that's why me, I've, I've decided that I'll, I'll just be on my, on my own. A brother shares a problem about his wife or the wife to, the, to you about the sis, uh, husband, and the first thing you say, huh, and you are sitting on this, and I'll tell him. Are you a ministry of reconciliation staff or ministry of what? A reconciliation staff. When people are going to a divorce court, they write, due to irreconcilable differences. That's the normal, most, many people, not many most, but many people, when they want to go for file, that's the expression, irreconcilable differences. They try that, they want to patch up, but it doesn't work. But in Jesus' ministry, there's nothing like irreconcilable differences. Every one of us is an agent of reconciliation. You must endeavor and put yourself in a position to be ready to be, the Bible said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Ministry of reconciliation. Jesus is still in the business of reconciling men to himself. And as first, he's not going to continue reconciling all men to each other. No. He has left that of reconciling other men to himself, to you and I. That's why we are there. Your job description says so. My job description says so. The church's job description says so. So it's not a, a matter of choice. You are in it, sir. Ministry of reconciliation. Look at the way you relate to brethren and the way you relate to people that have issues. Are you reconciling or irreconciling? By your posture, by your attitude, by the things you say, by the, the kind of mindset, programming that you have, is an indication. We are Ministers, we are servants. A servant does not dictate how he governs. Jesus gave us that parable. He said, when we have done all, 
and we have said the master, he says, we have done our business. We have done what we have to do. So it's our normal, it's our, Paul says, for it is our reasonable service. In Romans chapter 12. It's our reasonable service. And he says that you cannot do that. You cannot be in the ministry of reconciliation effectively if you don't offer your body as a living sacrifice. Why are people not able to serve in the ministry of reconciliation effectively? Because they don't offer themselves. They want their, their time. They love themselves. They love their energy. They love their money. They love things to suit them. Their way. That is why many people cannot offer themselves to serve. You know, if you want to serve in the army, you have to decide that I don't love my life. I love the nation more than my life. If you want to serve the police, you love the people more than your life. Anything. You want to be a fireman, you know that you love the nation, more, people's lives to be saved more than your life. So sometimes, people go through all these risks. If you want to be an inventor or discover things like Neil Armstrong or Yuri Gagari to create new things for the world, you offer yourself, okay, I'm going to the moon. I'm going to space. I don't know what will happen. I'll write my last will. And whatever happens, may the Lord take care. And then, the, so when, whatever I'll discover will unfold a new dimension of world living style. That is how today a lot of the problems in the world. We are, this mobile phone we are having. Thank God for Neil Armstrong. Thank God for Yuri Gagari. God, is there a risk they took? This idea of satellite and traveling to the space. That's how come you, you, when you call first when we were in, 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 20 years ago, you go and queue a cantonment or a craft central. They will call you in your house. Your house is attention that Madame so so and so, your child has called from America. He said he will call tomorrow evening, 6 o'clock. When you get there, there are other people who are queuing. If you miss your slot, 6 to 15, 6, 15, 6 o'clock to 6.15. If you miss it, until next week. Oh yes, we've seen it. But because of Yuri Gagari and Neil Armstrong, uh, is it called Neil Armstrong? I'm, I hope I'm right. The American man. Going to the moon and going to space. Today, when you pick a phone, somebody in Russia can talk to you live. Instant. You send a WhatsApp. Instant. They say, it doesn't happen by chance. They are serving a certain ministry that the scripture says, and they love not their lives unto death. That is for the natural. But for us in the spiritual, not loving our lives, we are doing it for eternity. We are doing it for the kingdom. We are doing it as unto Christ. Amen. So the ministry of reconciliation, now all things are of God, who has reconciled us himself through Christ Jesus and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. It is given. We are no longer, we are no, it's not now we are going to look. It's not like that we say, oh, because you are short, you don't qualify. When you go to military, they say, they say uh, flat-footed, this, that, your height is that. All those disqualifications, they don't come in here. Everybody qualifies. All day inside. And has given us a ministry. You are given. Tell your neighbor you are given. You have received the ministry of reconciliation. Verse 
I won't read the other verse. Let me go on to the ministry of the body, which is very important. When you read Ephesians 1, 22-23, the ministry of the body. It says, And he has put all things under his feet, and gave him to be head over all things to the church. Verse 23. Which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Now, let me say this. You cannot say you are serving God when you don't serve the body of Christ. Let me repeat it. You cannot say you are serving God really when you are not serving the body of Christ, which is the church of God. The household of faith. Jesus you don't see him, we don't see him physically. But when you read the book of Ephesians, you see that he is operating through the apostles and prophets and teachers, evangelists and all. So you see also in chapter 22, chapter 2 and verse 20 to 22, it says that he has laid the building of the body is like a house and the foundation is of the apostles and prophets. So first and foremost, for you to function effectively in the uh, in the body ministry, you must acknowledge the structure of the body ministry. Spirit of independence has no place for effectiveness in the body ministry. Say amen. You acknowledge the gifts and the grace upon every brother, every sister in the household of faith. So Ephesians 4, 16 says that we grow by that which every joint supplies. That is body ministry. Ye that are strong, bear ye the infirmity of the weak. That is body ministry. Bear one another's burden. That is body ministry. Endeavoring to maintain the unity of the faith in the bond of peace. That is body ministry. Understanding the needs of the household of faith. I mentioned Tabitha and other names like that. Dorcas and others. That's body ministry. Body ministry is learning to be under order, under control. Acknowledging your place in the house of God. And serving effectively, playing your role effectively in the house of God. Faithfully, can you be found at the post in First Kings chapter 20 verse 40. A man is found at the post and the Bible said he was given... A charge of a messenger or of a a prisoner. And when the master came and asked of him, that where is that prisoner who has escaped? He told the master, master, I was busy here and there. The master said, you are going to have to suffer for your life as this prisoner who has escaped will replace him with you. I don't want that to happen to me. I don't want that to happen to you. So I have to be at my post within the body. And I have to function, I have to meet the need. We in church are so busy with ourselves. Sometimes some of us even quarrel over people after church. People who have blocked us. That's, some, a husband can quarrel with a wife because of blocking of cars. Because we don't have time for body ministry. Body ministry is having time for people. Staying around. Even when it doesn't, they don't, th- they don't think they need you. Be a nuisance so that you can be of service. Hallelujah. Pause about the ministry. 
Jesus loved the people of Nazareth, but they didn't like him, but he was still there. Amen. The Jews, they hated Jesus. He didn't stop making, working miracles. But we say, oh, that brother, that sister, the way they, 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 they passed, and the way they greeted, we are three, and they greeted two, and they left me out. The way, they, hey, in all these excuses. So we fail in our body ministry. In the church, we fail oftentimes because we don't have time. You ask yourself, the other day I asked, when was the last time we, when we were having an impartation? We as leaders, even, when was the last time many of, if you look on your row to the left and to the right, whose house do you know? Not pastor, I'm talking about you as a church member who is part of the ministry, the body ministry, through whom God, Christ, is manifesting his love. For God commanded his love to us. In that was where Christ, uh, where yes, sinners Christ died for us. We manifesting the love. Look on your road. Look to the left. Look count and not your wife, not your leave your wife or your husband, but look to the left and right, and then your back and see whose house you. If not for a party or a celebration, who do you, whose house do you know? And look at your back, and look at your front. Count two rows. And you can tell whether you are involved in body ministry. You are, we are all full of ourselves. We, everybody wants somebody to love them, to pamper them, to visit them, to be with them. We will do it because it's the duty of the calling. But you, as a child of God, you are also in the ministry of the body. God depends on you to bring healing to the body, to those that are hurting. Look, look, look here. The scripture says that is any uh, depressed, James 5, verse 13, or any unhappy, let him pray. Hallelujah. The prayer, after the ones, he talks about the elders, the prayer of the righteous, for you, you say you are righteous. You are more righteous than that other person. Why don't you add your prayer to solve that person's problem? The fervent Effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availed. So let's take it that the pastor is not righteous. You are righteous, brother. You are righteous, sister. You too. Why, why can't you pray so that your prayer, which is effective, will bring healing and establish somebody? Are you with me? That is body ministry. We are sitting. Everybody wants somebody to do something for them. But the body ministry says that Ephesians for supply that which every joint needs. You have a skill. You have something to give to a brother, to a sister. That's the, the, the ministry of Jesus today. Jesus isn't going to appear in Ghana and say, Oh, Ambassador, President will meet him at the airport and you will come. How many homes can Jesus visit like that? But he's, he's here. 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 He said, Where two or three are gathered together in his name, there he is in their midst. In Matthew 18, 20. So anytime two, three brethren meet, he's there. They may not see him, but he, he's there. And how does he manifest? He manifests through our deeds, our kind words one to the other, words of encouragement, words of hope, the food that we supply, the money we give, transport, we, little, little help, smile that we give, the patience we have for one another after church. It's part of it. It's part of giving time to know other people in church, that strangers especially. And being there for them is part of it. Sharing your life at great risk to people. Sometimes it can be very risky. These days of Sakawa. Sometimes it can, be, it can lead to harassment. 
But that is a risk. Because Paul said, what do you have that was not given to you? 1 Corinthians 4, 7. Everything we have, somebody, God gave it to us through somebody. This I'm wearing. Somebody, God, God, God used somebody. Somebody just called me from India. and said, can you give me all your measurements? So I called a tailor, measure, pa, 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 pa. I didn't buy it. Almost everything that I'm wearing, it was a gift by one person or the other. Not necessarily in the church. But people that you one way or the other, you, you come into their lives and they just want to be a blessing. So what is it? We all came from our mother's wombs naked. And we shall go likewise. So all these things we sometimes scramble for, is very sad. Just for temporary use. For the scripture said, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellency, it didn't say to be of us, but of him. But we have, we want the glory. We want the honor. So we are not able to effectively serve in the body ministry. The body ministry. The body ministry. The body ministry can be very challenging. It comes with hurts, aches, pains, ingratitude, misrepresentation, disloyalty. But was Jesus' body not bruised? If he was bruised, what about you and I? What have you suffered? What have you experienced? Many of us are so conscious of preserving our dignity. We stand for nothing and we fight for nothing. We can't defend anybody. But you are in the body for such a time as this. God called on Esther. Said, if you would not act, God will raise others. May God not raise others because you failed in the body ministry. We can't be effective in the body ministry if we don't believe in spiritual gifts. Read First Corinthians chapter 12. Chapter 14. Those of us who have shut our minds and our hearts to spiritual gifts. Oh, it's for pastors, for these people. They need it. We, we are just, we are, I just came to church to enjoy myself. Cool it. You come to church for five years, you never gave a word of prophecy. You never gave a tongue. You never gave interpretation. And you are okay. And you think it's okay. No gifts manifest. You are not helping. You are not trusting God and saying, I also want to prophesy. I also want to speak in tongues and interpret. I also want to preach the word. I also want to share. That my desire got to be in you. It's an abnormality. For you to be in a body and not be producing. You become like the Dead Sea. You just receive and receive and receive. No. Something got to give. Something has to go out. That is the body ministry of Jesus. Jesus depending on you to supply good blood transfusion for somebody spiritually. Because he has put life in you through your blood. Can you devote yourself? You have been in church for 5 years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. It's true. In church we don't give certificate for long service award. Your long service award is... Paul said, you are my testament. All of you. See, the, the, our, our certificate is in the people we are sharing our lives with. That's the body ministry. We don't give certificate for being a long-serving Christian. 50 years or seven. Like yesterday, my, I went there. You know, the, a good testimony. My papa, I was so challenged yesterday. You know one of our brothers at uh, Kasua? Brother Etiba. His father, his late father, was the first Methodist minister 
they sent to my village. In Sutatunsu. And when the father went, the wife was teaching some young children about Christ. And at yesterday's program, one of the female Methodist preachers was there. And she said, she wrote it in her testimony. I was a product of Mrs. Etiba's class. 1961, thereabout. I wasn't even born. The husband is dead and gone. But the testimony still lives. That woman is a hot evangelist of the Methodist Church. She told me that when she was sent to Antoine, you know, just by the shrine, you wake up and you, you, you see snakes in your bedroom. Invocations. Your own leaders have invoked things. It was not a joke. She said, when it happens like that, I camp my prayer warriors. And for the whole day, six to six, they are there praying. Methodist minister. You think only charismatic people are anointed? Hey! That young woman, that woman, she's not young, she's about 50-something. Methodist preacher, Obama. I was so challenged. It's in my testimony book. And because of the seed that was sown by Mrs. Etiba many years ago. How many years? 1961 to date. It's about almost 60 years. And the woman is still a product of that Sunday school or children's club or whatever. And she wrote it in her testimonial. I was so moved. I was so moved. So you may not know how you are affecting people. You may think, oh, I just come, my husband, my wife, my children. Write all your testimonies and your, 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 your testimonials and your certificates on your wife and children. Or your husband. And the Sunday lunch. Hallelujah. I told the church last Wednesday, when I was a foreign student, that's why I love foreigners, in England, in 1989, a Jamaican girl who was in our church, she was a nurse. She didn't know me from anywhere. She made me sit on a boat to go have lunch. The first time, African boy, sitting on River Thames, to go have lunch. Across the Thames. In a beautiful, I think it was Hemsley Park or something like that. Very beautiful, serene place. I've never forget, forgotten that gesture. So I said to myself, when I also come to home and I meet my foreign, foreign brothers, they also, I also give them great hospitality. That's how I learned. That's how many? 30 years ago, I had other Jamaican mummies. They were, every, they were struggling to host me every Sunday. They, I ate a lot of their stuff, their food. That's how I saw that if you are in church and you are a foreigner, sometimes it can be very lonely. Nobody understands you. That's why the body, we must understand this whole thing about the body. Otherwise, we can't reach out to people, even our own people for our, our next door. Next tribe, we can't open. How much more a foreigner? We are too busy. Too busy. The ministry of intercession. Hebrews 7.25, Jesus is continues to make intercession. 4.15 says that he is the one that is making intercession. Having understood 
our issues. See, God, you cannot understand people's issues without talking to them. That ministry calls for empathy, feeling. It's not about screaming and shouting, oh, Lord, they will break it. If you don't have empathy for people's situations, the way people are lost, the people, people are struggling in life, we must have empathy. For you to pray for them. But you see, if you even don't know their names, it's very difficult to pray for them. You know that Apostle Paul said, I pray for Epaphroditus. He knows their testimony. He mentions their names. He says, and salute appeal. Is that the part I like about Romans, the ending of Romans? Approved of God. Ah, that's what I like. That's the, the title I love. Appellis. The name sounds like a very maturish person. Strong guy. He says, approved. His testimony is very great. Approved of God. How, when you are praying for Appellis, you know what to pray about. When you pray for Apollos, Apollos, who knew the scriptures only up to the baptism of John, then you know that ah, the guy lacks understanding. I pray, Lord, give him understanding in the things of the Holy Spirit and in Christ. But if you just say, I pray for the church, I pray for the church, it's difficult. When you know people, you can intercede for them effectively. Say, Amen. And you forbear them. And you know Jesus does it effectively. He's still in the intercessory ministry. And he does it well because he has been through all that we are going through. Many of us are so intolerant. We go, we can, we, 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 uh, because some of, some of the trials and tribulations and issues people have gone through, we are not going to half or quarter. So we don't understand. And it becomes difficult for us to then intercede. May God forgive us. May God give you a heart of empathy. May God give me a heart of empathy. So that when I meet, when I say, I am praying for a brother or a sister and I can bear with him or her. If I think he's a nuisance, I can't pray effectively. If you think she's a nuisance, you can't pray for them effectively. The ministry of the intercessor requires real empathy. Forbearance. Understanding of situations that people find themselves in. Even those who are difficult. Even those that are lost. Even those that are ungrateful. In your mind. Because sometimes in our mind we think people are ungrateful. But in God's side it's not like that. I've come to realize as you intercede that we don't know it all. Sometimes we, especially clergy, tend to impose on ourselves a certain privilege of knowing it all. We don't know it all. That's why Apostle Paul was humble enough to say, for we know in part, 1 Corinthians 13 verse 9, and we prophesy in part. And he said, when the perfect comes, the imperfect will be done with. So, brother, sister, when you are deciding somebody's situation, let's all be cautious. Because we don't know it all. Amen. We just pray. Even though I'm a pastor, I might have read, I might have been to school, all of, I don't know it all. And I pray that you also come to that term so that it becomes easier to engage and to intercede for people. Say amen. If, if not, we'll be very judgmental. If not, we'll be very dismissive. If not, we'll just write off every situation. But may God grant us the grace to be forbearing in our intercessory ministry. Say amen. I want to finalize this by talking about the ministry of the security and defense. Whether we like it or not, like I said earlier, 
When you are born into Israel, you are automatically an enemy of the Palestinians. Through no fault of yours. When you are born in Palestine, you also become an enemy of Israel automatically. By, 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 by the form and location in which you were born. It's not your fault. Unless you go through an experience, there are Jews who have rebelled and there are Palestinians who have rebelled. They want to change the status quo. But that is the norm. When you are a child of God, whether you like it or not, Satan doesn't like you. The enemy hates you. You can compromise 100%. Find last show, he'll finish you off. You can't befriend Satan if you're a child of God. We can't. So the enemy is looking for us. That is why we must put on the armor of God. Amen. Enjoying the ministry of defense. Defense, spiritual defense. By agreeing with Jesus. By agreeing with one another. By invoking the promises of God. But another area of spiritual defense is what we find in, 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 in the scriptures. When it's Jude, verse 3 and 4. When he says we should contend earnestly for the faith. There are, in this era, there are many people that are distorting the faith. And you, if you want to be in the ministry of defense, you see, when you are a soldier and there is a problem somewhere, you don't say that thing is happening to my hometown people, so soldier, I want to remove my uniform. If your people are causing a rebellion and the army sends you, army commander sends your ZDA sends you, go and quench that rebellion. You say, me, I'm from this village. I'm from Azuta, and my people are crazy, so please don't, don't take me, I beg you. It's, it's, it's conflict of interest situation. I don't want to go. You have to go wherever. Love brood in Africa, or no, no, the other one. Uh, the, after Love brood, Kwanza's uh, movie. After Love brood in African port, he had another one. That he showed. And it was not Harvest at 17. There's another one before Harvest at 17. The one that showed the, the, the soldiers going to 28 February. And the guy who was going to shoot, the, 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 the policeman, who didn't want to shoot? The white guy said, I order you to shoot. Then he was being sluggish. They said, In the name of your majesty, the queen, the king, <laughs> I order you to shoot. So when you are in the army of Christ, you don't have brother, you don't have sister. Amen. In another sense. We, but we are not warring against flesh and blood. Our enemy is the spiritual realm. It's not your brother sitting next to you in the church. Or out there. No. Or your auntie in the village. If I, I mean, I'm not afraid to go my, to my village. That's why I went there. When I go there, I know I'm born of God. The Holy Ghost is about me. I, I pray the Lord to preserve my going and coming. No, no witch in my village will like my meat. It will even be sweet. But on a more serious note, brother, sister, we have been called onto the ministry of defense. Many of us in our workplaces in, around us, when we have to defend Christ and the gospel, we are slow, we are afraid. The scripture tells us God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power. And of love and of a sound mind. So therefore, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to resist. It's in the ministry. It's a, we are serving. We can't be docile. We can't be uh, uh, un- uncommitted in this army. You have to make a choice. You are either left or right. Are you for Christ? Who is on the Lord's side? Choose this day whom you will serve. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Which ministries 
I've mentioned the ministry of reconciliation. Every one of us, we are part of that ministry of the intercessions, ministry to the body, and ministry of defense. Defending the cause of Christ. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. That is our mandate. Pray that God will help you to be a reliable. Say, moreover, it's required of stewards that the man is found faithful. Pray that the Lord will help you. Lord will help me to be a faithful, reliable soldier of Christ. To be a reliable intercessor. To be a reliable bodybuilder. Helping the body of Christ to be built up. By my kind words, by my time, by my intercession, by my, my sharing, by your sharing, by your devotion, by your example, you become a bodybuilder. You are building the body of Christ. You are already in the ministry. But may God find you faithful. May He find me faithful. By your love, may He find you faithful. Lord, help us all to the end. The Lord who found faithful workers of your ministry, serving you faithfully. To the end. May we not be found wanting. If there is anywhere we have Lord. Faulted. Let your mercy increase. Where we have neglected those that need attention. Help us O Lord. In the name of Jesus. Revive your work O Lord. In our lives. In Jesus name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. So we know that we are in the ministry with Jesus. We are not alone. Take up an offering. Whatever you are giving, this mission offering is going to be part of the ministry of reconciliation at the broader level. But don't say that only my money is going. Let your mouth go. Let your